Scott and Paul shows back after two week hiatus. No real news other than movies in our two weeks of WCW NWA reviews. Scott and Paul show. Episode 14 and 15. 15 episode, episode today. Episode today. Scott. Episode colon covenant. Ep- episode colon whatever. Covenant. Uh, NXT news is the only NXT. My God. Man, we're right back on track fucking up first thing. Uh, the only video game news we have because it's not E3 yet. Uh, is the NX rumors. So, S- Scott, when, when the hell is uh, E3? When is E3? Is it March? I believe it's March. Uh, NX sure rumors. March. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? What am I thinking? It's not March. It's in the summer. Hold on. Let me Google when it is. Or whatever. Yeah, June 16th and 18th. Shit, it's never been fucking winter. That's CES's winter. Yeah, CES. Um, this is old news here. We've updated some of our stuff, but not a lot. So yeah, anyway. we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, Scott had to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters before the snowstorm. <laughs> Holy shit, what a freaking expensive mess that turned out to be. And then the snowstorm hit, and it was just... Yeah. Yeah, we got knocked out of got knocked out of commission. So anyway, on January twentieth, uh some uh rumors went out, some surveys went out. So anyway, according to these surveys, which may or may not be accurate, most likely not. Uh on January twentieth you got the notes up there, Scott? Yeah, I'm looking at it, man. All right. Um, I'm going to try to pronounce this dude's name. Or Scott could. Takashi Mokachino. The Wall Street Journal reported on his Twitter feed that Nintendo's NX may work with smartphones, PCs, and even rival consoles such as the PlayStation 4. I call that bullshit. Yeah. Allow uh, that. Here we go. A client survey document image leaked around the same time as a cross-platform rumor on January 20th. The image appeared on the Twitter feed of writer Liam Robertson. 
Reported from GFK, a client of Nintendo, the survey may reveal new details about NX capabilities, among them 900p 60 frames per second visuals, which would actually be a step down from the Wii U. Yep. Uh, among them, exclusive game franchises featuring Nintendo, Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong, and more. Uh, connect with among Nintendo players around the globe via the Nintendo network. Gameplay flows between Nintendo NX console and Nintendo NX handheld device. Scott just fell. I knocked the mouse off. Earn and share game achievements, triumphs, and defeats among your gaming friends and Nintendo gaming community. Surf the web or make video calls on your TV. You can do that now, can't you? Yep. Uh, Actually really well with that one. Yeah. Support 4K 60 frames per second video streaming. Gameplay graphics at 900p 60 frames per second. So you go up in video streaming capability, but you go down in your game playing. Uh, that's, that's awesome. What's in the box? You get a Nintendo NX console, a sensor bar, game controller, and the HDMI cable. Sensor bar. Mmm. Uh, I ho- hopefully isn't the HDMI 2.1 cable? Isn't that what you have to have for uh, 4K? I believe so. Um, I, I, I mean, okay, it gets good streaming. That's cool, but the 900p 60 frames per second—that's kind of surprising, considering the Wii U with certain games was capable of 1080 60. So not all the games, but some of them did run that well. Yeah, um, and looked beautiful to boot. So, is it an assets issue, or is it uh, what's what's one? Are we diverting more resources to other features, kind of like the way the PS4 and the Xbox One are struggling to do 1080? Is it because we got share features and ten thousand other things going on in our system, our multimedia box, rather than our game console? And it's sucking the power away. Backward capability. Soon after Robertson's tweet, Twitter user Emily Rogers shared additional content from the survey, revealing several more possible details. A possible free online service. A subscription option that includes more features for a yearly slash monthly fee. Questions related to backwards capability, digital purchases, and support for previously owned digital and physical media. A subscription-based game service that offers access to a library of over 150 titles that are changed regularly with new games added to the catalog 6 to 18 months after their release. PlayStation, What's PlayStation now? The final part of the release survey concerns price, hard drive configurations, and other details across an array of different game platforms, including NX, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. Um, uh, sold into pieces soon after these rumors leaked, Western Alice reported on a recent statement bar. Uh, but, but this is all bullshit, basically. Anyway, uh, yeah. this is I mean, on IGN, if you want to read this. This is on their NX rumors page. So, um, again, this is from a survey. Whether or not... Look, Nintendo does what 
Tendo does. Whether or not this is the whole 900 frames per second and 900p resolution, they need it. If if this if it if it's true or not, if it's not true, they need to get on the ball right now. And I know they don't want to come out and release anything, but you need to have a controlled leak and and say this shit ain't real. Yeah, I mean, hardware has killed Nintendo in the eyes of a lot of gamers. Period. So it doesn't it doesn't matter how good the games are how artistically well done they are. It doesn't even matter if they graphically hold up to games on other consoles that are more powerful. It only matters that there's numbers on that box that are not as high as the numbers on the other box. Yep. And nothing more, nothing less for a huge segment of gamers. Um, that's, that's just the way it is. doesn't matter to me that much, but man, holy cow. Look what happened to Xbox and PlayStation 4. Look, yeah, look at the shit the Xbox One has caught over having less games at t- at 1080p and and 60 frames. Yeah. I mean, aside from the um, or or on one's running line. 900 and the other one's running 920, or <laughs> 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 yeah. spazzing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what gets you. Yeah, you need to have a controlled leak and, and say no, it's it's 1080p. Yep, you have to have a dick measuring contest, period. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Um, and 900 would be a disappointment. I mean, I don't care, but to, to think that they would release a system that's only capable of that, um, their, their bottom line should be 1080p, period. That'll, that Being able to tout that we run high resolution, yada, 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 that's important in selling these systems to Americans, period. You can sit there and you can say we can stream video in 4K. Nobody can. Nobody has a 4K 4K. TV. Yeah. Nobody can fucking view the movies in 4K, but everybody can play the games in 1080p. I would say 99% of TV owners don't give a shit about 4K, other than they want it and they just haven't bought it yet. And nobody. And it's nobody's going to because they know, just like when 1080 came out. You can buy a TV for three or four thousand dollars, and eighteen months to two years later, you can buy the same TV for eighteen hundred dollars, and a few years later, you can buy the same TV for nine hundred dollars. I learned that lesson the hard way. And none of our fucking cable providers will give us the fucking capabilities to stream movies in four K. Most of them's at like seven twenty, still. Yeah. So yeah, sure as fuck is trying to make it difficult as hell in order to stream it. Well, I mean, look at your Xbox 360. How many games? How many? Yeah, that's the other thing. The data caps is going to stifle this 4K revolution. Um, But look at how many games on Xbox One and PS4 on the back of them said 1080p. Those games didn't run in 1080p natively. (laughs) No. They scaled to 1080p most of the time. There was a few games that did. Um, But the, the, the majority of the libraries, they didn't, they didn't run there. Period. So, yeah, everybody thought they had 1080 graphics when, in fact, most of the time they was playing 720. Yeah. What's the line that you always have for Control Leak? Uh, someone with well, is, is this it's the line that they always have? Someone speaking on a condition 
of, of anonymity. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's someone familiar with the subject. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, they need to have that. But Nintendo will just stay silent like they always do. Every day it's costing them sales, period. And they don't say anything about it because this has already been all over the forums and stuff. People's already bitching about it. And they sit there. What was that? We, the report came out a few months ago, supposedly that they have the next gen top of the line graphics chips. Remember that? Yeah. But you can only do 900 P. If system resources are being devoted to a bunch of horse shit, <laughs> then yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of shit you put in your box. Um, just like your PS4s and your Xbox Ones. Oh, just, we yeah, yeah. We're, we're I mean, those are cool features. I don't, no doubt. You know, you those know, are cool features. Fuck about recording my gameplay. I don't want that they're, shit. They're cool features I don't use. You know what I mean? But I would rather have more characters on screen that have an active AI running rather than some simple script. Um, I would rather have, you know, longer draw distances to be more immersed in the world, things like that. You know, I mean, that's, that to me is makes it what you can do with the environments. Why do we still go in these open world games and all the buildings have locked doors because it's an empty box with a texture on it. You know what I mean? If I play open world games, it's I think it's time we get some more destructible environments, you know, knocking cities down. Hell, we had mercenaries on the regular fucking Xbox. I mean, come on, let's 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 go beyond this a little bit. Hell, we had Red Faction on PS2. You could, you know, bust the geometry open. So to an extent, but it was pretty deep, really. You know, we should be ten generations past what Red Faction and Mercenaries was, but we're not. We're still stuck in the same little tiny cramped sandboxes that yeah they have lot that lot yeah you can see a long ways but they're all fairly empty i don't care if it's gta or what yeah there's a lot of cool shit to do but there's so much more you could do so many more opportunities to set shit up i don't know from a gameplay perspective there's a lot more they could do they could use that power instead of trying to push textures and and resolution so much maybe they could push other things but nope just a horsepower race yeah That's why they've sold twice as many PS4s as Xbox Ones. Yeah. And it's sold 7 or 8 million more than the Wii U. Of course, Xbox One probably a little closer in competition, if not for the debacle E3. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Xbox shot themselves in the foot by being, you always got to be online. And if you don't want to be online, well, we have a system for you fuckers. It's called Xbox 360. Deal with it. <laughs> that fucking idiot's out of a job. Yeah. Uh, if they hadn't backed off a lot of their policies, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have bought one. And I waited a while to buy it, even after that. Yeah. But I just upgraded my video card. So I, when I see what the hell, um, shit, I cannot Star Citizen. When I see what the hell requirements are for that, then I'm gonna build me a new computer. Tomb Raider reviews are good. Tomb Raider does look damn good on PC, though. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, by the way, it is 10% off on PC right now, though. So, that's it for video game news. Which, again, there's nothing going on. So, not our fault. Uh, until, I mean, that's it. Really? I mean, it's February. Hmm. Only, thing, only thing else is oh my wait, wait until Street Fighter comes out. Here, we, we got to step back just one second here. Just This is just kind of the mentality. This one guy makes a comment. Um, this is about Nintendo? Yeah. they don't, Well, it's about consoles in general and PC. They don't just want a 4K gaming console. They want one at $400 or less. This is from some guy named Extreme Thunder on IGN. They want PC-like power but don't want to pay PC-like prices and expect the console developer to eat the cost. Now, this is what we're talking about coming up here. And this guy's he's pretty much right. You don't you want you want PC power without paying PC prices. And you got this guy replies to him and says, They should eat the cost. They owe us. We have been loyal customers of gamers to these developers for years. We made them into billionaires. It's time they give the people what we want and then we're cutting corners. And that that doesn't work because six months to a year after they release the console, they're no longer in business. <laughs> So who are you going to bitch to when they're not supporting your console? Because guess what, they're out of business. Yeah. You know you can't you can't eat all that cost. Look at look at PS3. They ate a lot of cost, and it cost them a lot of money. Yeah. And then they ate more cost later on, and then they kept eating cost. That's a system that if if Sony was not a if the PlayStation division was not a part of a larger corporation, they probably would not be a PlayStation Four. Period. That that the PS3, yeah, it sold eighty million plus units, but two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, Sony was freaking hurting, period, because of the PS3's price. Hmm. Yeah. People was wanting that power, they want to pay that price, and then they gave them a reasonably powerful console that was hard to develop for, and they so ended up having to make money. So Dell processor, that's why. Yeah, and then Sony. Got the fucking. The, oh, people will pay money for a PlayStation Three. They're get a second mortgage to get that because it's a fucking PlayStation Three. Yeah, we sold 150 million PS Twos, man. We own the world. That 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 was some crazy ass corporate arrogance right there. And then what, yeah, and then Microsoft turned into fucking Sony with Xbox Three with Xbox One. Yep. So. Well, I mean, you look at the 360 even. That thing was a piece of junk. <laughs> yeah, I had three of them. Yeah, I went through several. So, you know, um, I didn't... That was, I mean, it's just crazy. So does and, this mean the PlayStation 5 is going to be as big as a piece of shit as the PlayStation 3? Are we, are we going to go into this cycle? I don't know. Wait a minute. Yeah? No, it means it's Nintendo's turn. Right? No. Is it Nintendo's turn? Or they got no, another, they Nintendo's, got dead. Nintendo's, Nintendo's not going to make it? Nah, I don't believe it. The, the, they're in handhelds now. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Unless they're going to have They got a new sheriff in town. Oh, Ouya's going to finally have their moment in the sun. There you go. Ouya's going to finally take off. Yeah. Okay, on the TV. This is going to be real quick. Uh, Jessica Jones 
has been renewed for a second season. Luke Cage will be getting his uh, launch in November. That was quick. Okay, um, DC Legends on Tomorrow has finally cast uh, Jonah Hex and uh, pronounced this dude's name. Uh, Jonathan? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Shake? 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 He starred in History's Texas Rising miniseries. He also appeared in Quantico, Sleepy Hollow, and Ray Donovan. Never seen this dude before. So, um... He was a key grip on Sleepy Hollow. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) He is the best Dan Key Grip you've ever seen. Ever seen. So, uh, spoiler, I guess. Not really a spoiler. I mean, it's a time travel show. So, um, Jonah Hex will be appearing sometime eventually in The Legends of Tomorrow. Could be interesting. Yeah. Movie sucked. Uh, yeah. Thus far, Legends of Tomorrow has not been very good. Haven't watched it yet. I'm two episodes in. But I don't like Arrow either. I do like Flash. So, uh, uh, so far, I'll, I'll give Legends of Tomorrow a couple more episodes before I just totally shit can it. I like uh, Captain Cold. And uh, Justice League is back. Um, I think we reported on this not too long ago that these um not DC but Time Warner Cartoon Network was kind of iffy on Mike. No, it's not coming back. Well, yeah, it is. So Justice League is coming back. It's a quarter hour series from Warner Brothers animation that will eventually be coming to Cartoon Network. I'm not quite sure when, but the good news is we will be getting for voice actors, Mark Hamill will be coming back as the Joker. James Woods will be Lex Luthor. Dietrich Bader will be Booster Gold. And, of course, Kevin Conroy will be Batman. So. Sounds great. Mark Hamill's the Joker. Yep. The man who said, I'm not going to be playing the Joker anymore. Well, they signed the check and he said, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I wonder about Mark Hamill. People talk about his career and yada, yada, yada. Kind of, Some people can get kind of shitty about him. You know, I'm pretty sure he's got some sort of kickback coming from some very famous movies. I don't know so what I, you're talking about. He's never did anything that made and him. There was, a, there was a toy series and some books and comics that have his likeness. Oh, you mean when he played the trickster? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I really don't know clearly what he's got in his contract, but it seems to me over the years, I read somewhere that he did have some sort of royalties from all that. So I would say he could live extremely comfortable and not ever work again. He just works because he likes to, but he's not stupid. He gets the money. I wonder if Cartoon Network signed him now, <laughs> before episode eight, <laughs> before Mark Hamill realizes, hey, I'm worth more than I was last year. <laughs> so. However, the, the one thing about the um, 
Justice League action. Uh, it's up on dccomics.com. You take a look at it. I hate the art. I do too. It looks like shit. Batman looks like a fucking dork. Superman looks atrocious. Wonder Woman's cute. She looks not much different than some of the more recent animated. Eh, she's all right, I guess. I mean, her her face. She has more. She has. She has. She has. She has fucking eyes. Superman's got black dots for eyes, and she has actual eyes. She looks. I think it's the first time I've ever seen Wonder Woman's eyes. Wonder Woman looks a lot <laughs> like a. Um, Don't get past her. Bruce Tim look. Lord. She looks. Bru- she looks like Bruce Tim. Yeah, she's Wonder got some Woman. Bruce Tim stuff. These other guys, I'm really trying, trying to place them, but it doesn't really matter. They look like ass. Yeah, Wonder Woman looks like Bruce Tim, but everybody else looks like shit. I, I tell you what, Superman, Superman looks, looks like. Superman looks like Bruce Tim in a face. Eh, sorta. Yeah. He's he's got some of that, but you know what he reminds it's, me of? He reminds me of the kitty uh, coloring books art. Yeah. The dot eye and all that stuff. Superman, look, his costume looks like shit. Batman's whole look is shit. Wonder Woman yeah. looks like somebody's trying to copy Bruce Tim. Her face looks like a teenage Bruce Tim. Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's got super broad shoulders, like the guys from Mortal Kombat rendered this one. Her shoulders look like Bruce Tim Superman. Yeah, her her face looks like Bruce Tim drew like a teenage Wonder Woman. Yeah, pretty much. But she's definitely a Bruce Tim homage. But fucking, I'm happy that that the voice. Yeah, they'll work. have a new series in a couple of years, and it'll be different art and different this and that. So yeah, they're rebooting. Okay, on the comic news before we we do the movies, <clears throat> Captain America is back. What? You never went away? Yeah, he did. During the um, premiere of Agent Carter, which is back, we forgot to talk about that a while ago. Um, they had the uh, Captain America 75 years of punching evil in the fucking face. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck it was. Um, they had the announcement that uh, Captain America is coming back because, you know, you, you can't actually have a, a Captain America movie with old man Captain America because he had the super soldier serum fucking sucked out of him by a great fucking blowjob or some bullshit. I don't fucking remember the storyline. But anyway, he was a... He had all the soldier serum taken out of him and he was an old fucking man and he was a head shield. Well, somehow he's having to fucking put it back in him. So now he's a young, strapping fucking soldier again. He's a 35-year-old looking fucking dude now. So now you have... Scott, you're getting ready to get fucking ran over by a crazy train? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I, I, live, <laughs> I live pretty close to the tracks. Tracks over there? I uh, used to be. Now I think I'm the right side. Okay. All right. Let's make it sure. <laughs> it's my world. I'll believe what I want to believe. <laughs> Making full sure the fucking red skulls not coming after your ass. We're talking about Captain America all of a sudden. It's like a possessed Thomas train or something. Either way, though, uh, the robot train from the Dark Tower the, series. The uh, 
Anyway, Captain America is coming back. But, so now you have two uh, Captain Americas. I'm shocked. A character's coming back in comic books? Wow. Yes. So That's now you have two Captain Americas. So the Falcon is one. Captain America, Steve Rogers, is the other. The only difference is Captain America has a new shield. Well, Steve Rogers has a, has a new shield, which looks like a uh, old-school type shield. Oh, yeah. That looks cool. Yeah, I'm not excited over this. It was just a matter of time. I mean, I like Captain America. He, he He's awesome. It's just... Which one? I know. It doesn't matter, either one of them. But <laughs> I'll take either one, but I prefer Steve Rogers because I'm a racist. Yeah. Um, it was a joke, bitches. Oh, shit, I'm a, I'm a sexist now. <laughs> you're, you're a racist? Sex. Yeah, I said the fuck word. That means I'm a fucking... I'm sexually harassing you, Paul. <laughs> you said, yeah. Shit. Oh, well. Anyways, um, no, I, I don't care. The Captain America character is awesome. Um as long as he's hollering, go America and fuck the big ass yeah. government and yeah. your rights being violated. I'll definitely identify with that no matter what color his skin is. So, but yeah, it's not a surprise, man. I mean, the fucker got killed in, in another comic series. Spoiler, if you've never read Civil War. But uh, yeah, he got shot at the end of that shit. So No, he didn't. He got killed after oh, Civil yeah. War. Yeah, after post-Civil War. On yeah. the steps of the fucking courthouse or something. Yeah. So, what was that, like, 09? Has it been that long? It's been a while. So, Captain America's a shit. That's all that matters. And there is a new Marvel comic... Uh, yeah, Marvel Comics Star Wars. Uh, Rebel Jail. Jason Aaron will be writing it. So, more Star Wars. Fucking comic books. God, but man... The series are so good right now. Uh, except for Lando. Except Lando for Lando. sucks. Lando is terrible. Go figure. I didn't like the one with the black guy. <laughs> yeah, and our comic book artist. No, I was, I was so excited. I, I saw that so... I, I seen it. I saw, I seen it. I saw it on Marvel Unlimited, and I was like, yes, Lando comics. And then like six, seven pages in, I was like, oh, this sucks. So, yeah. Give it disappointing. A but, hey, we'll see what the next uh, issue's like. The first issue was terrible. I'll say that much. Yeah, I mean, it was very uninteresting to me. But we'll see. Takes it a while. Yeah, something, I mean, you know, I've watched plenty of shows, read plenty of comics, and started out sl- slow, so we'll see. Slow burn, yeah. But I like I like the other ones. I think they're all really well done. And speaking of the characters coming back, somebody else is coming back in Marvel comic books. Dead no more. It looks like somebody is coming back from the uh, Spider-Man universe. Uh, Marvel Comic Books has passed on an exclusive teaser to comicbook.com inbox. The second teaser with Dead No More gives it, gives them, this is from comicbook.com, obviously, a new clue just who's coming back to life. Um... It looks like it'd be somebody in the Spider-Man world. So somebody's coming back. Could be Gwen Stacy, Doc Ock, Uncle Ben, Scott. Uh, just leave him dead. 
Especially if it's Gwen Stacy or Uncle Ben. Leave them dead. What do you think? Doc Ock's coming back? Yeah, I'd say it's Doc Ock. Could be Gwen Stacy's dad. He's dead, too. What if it was... Um... Did they ever bring the... What was that guy's name? Craven the Hunter? Did they ever bring him back? He's not dead. I don't think. He blew his brains out. He committed suicide. What? No, Craven's not dead. No, so he's already came back. I'm sure that there are good individual Spider-Man stories, but they have screwed that series up so bad since the freaking Clone Saga that I don't read them very often, just on occasion. Or did he even kill himself? I don't remember. Seems to me he blew his brains out with a shotgun. Yeah, he was already resurrected years ago. Never mind. So, my Spider-Man cred just crapped completely out with everybody. Sorry, blame the clone saga. And, you know, just about everything else they've done with the character after that. Ultimate was good. Uh, There, there, it was has to be Doc Ock. I bet it's Doc Ock. He's iconic. It's going to be Doc Ock. And he fucked up so much Spider-Man's world. So, I remember, he, the last story of mine that made any sense in Spider-Man's world was that he took over, he basically kind of killed Peter Parker and took over his subconscious, so he took over Spider-Man's world. He became Peter Parker. So, he was Spider-Man for uh, six, seven months in the comic book. Yeah. So. Oh well, we'll see what happens. I'm yeah. sure it won't be. I sure, I'm sure it will not be interesting. Hmm. Let's see what's next here. Movies. We Movies. have. New writers for The Rock's Rampage. Um, according to The Rock, Carlton Cruz and Ryan Condell, Condell, creators for the hit TV show Colony, are set to write a big screen adaptation for the project. Uh, Carlton also wrote San Andreas. So there you go. I bet it's a comedy. Um. And this is on to... Oh, wait, whoa, back up one second. What? Holy shit. The director, I'm sorry, the producer, Bo Flynn, this will mark the fourth collaboration between Johnson and Flynn. They previously worked on Journey 2, The Mysterious Island, Hercules, San Andreas, and Rampage. Mm-hmm. I like Journey 2. Yeah, I do too. So, I haven't seen Hercules or San Andreas yet. Hercules was eh. okay. Spider Man. Hey, this is old news, but anyway, this is all like two, three weeks. So the next Spider Man movie will be sooner than you thought. Sony has moved up the release date of the film from July twenty eighth, twenty seventeen, to July seventh, twenty seventeen. 
The film, as previously announced, will be co-produced by former Sony Pictures chairman Amy Pascal and Marvel Studio president Kevin Feige. Um, so Star Wars moved and everybody else moved. Yep. Uh, so what do you think the primary focus of Star Wars moving was? Because they're they 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 rewriting the script. So, That's what they Okay, do. yeah, I did see some of that. Yeah. Or is it the fact they made they opened in December and made eight hundred plus million dollars domestically and they're about to cross nine hundred? Both are rewriting the script. Yeah, I'd say it's both. Uh I heard they were minimizing two new characters they were going to introduce in the next film. So that's probably for the best. So uh, they need um, to be writing Billy freaking D Williams into this shit. Mm. So say, so I can see some good Lando action. I mean, the fucker didn't blow up a death star. Uh, that's not the death star. Well, in return of the Jedi, it was death star. <laughs> and he blew that shit up. So, um, alien- the guy, the, I mean, Nin Nun made it to The Force Awakens, right? Yeah. That little Celestian dude that was with him? You know, I mean, what the hell? Why can't you have Lando? I'm sure he won't cost a whole lot. (laughs) All right, Scott. Your alien news. My alien news. Excellent. Alien Covenant will be hard R. Hard R. Is an R rating really the mark of quality of a film? Yes. I think it depends on the genre. This one, sci-fi horror or sci-fi thriller horror action. Psychological. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, that stuff benefits from it to a degree. It's not so much about the fucks as it is what they can show, what they can bring to you visually, in my opinion, that makes it. Because what was it... Uh, one of the AVP, someone said fuck, and it was like, someone's like, okay, 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 everybody get ready. We're going we're to call action here in a minute. This is the scene where this no-name actor is going to yell fuck for no reason just so we can satisfy some people about their hard R thing that we're not going to get because we're PG-13. But apparently you can say, oh, fuck, like one time and still be PG-13. And it was like so super obvious, right? So to me... It's about what they can bring to you story, plot, and element-wise rather than whether or not somebody says fuck or not. That's what people get hung up on. I've seen people talk about this shit or talk to people about this stuff, and they're like, oh, man, they didn't say fuck enough. And I'm like, who cares? You know? The problem is is, is PG-13, they water everything down, and the film suffers for it. Or you hire the brothers, whatever, and then film suffers for it, regardless of what the rating would have been. Remember in the 80s, they said fuck every time just to get R? Yeah. Yeah. So, ah, you know, uh, hard R rating is like... Oh, wait a minute. There's more Star Wars news. Did we talk about this first? Let's go back to this. Let's go back to this more Star Wars news. Vader and Rogue One. Yeah, the rumor about him being a larger presence. Uh, and no hating Christensen. Yeah. Uh, this is from makingstarwars.net. Rumor. 
we have received word that the Darth Vader Dream Team has been assembled for Darth Vader in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. There have been rumblings of things about this for some time. We have a good authority that the Darth Vader costume, as seen in Star Wars A New Hope, has been meticulously created to match A New Hope perfectly. By all accounts, the costume is so close to the original, everyone is very happy and very impressed with the work done by Brian Mar... Brian, fuck. Brian Mar? Did I pronounce his name? More. Probably more. More? And his team. Uh, coolest part is we learned that James Earl Jones, the voice, uh, blah, blah, everyone knows who that is, um, is effectively back. Uh, there's still no word on if he's recorded his lines or will work in post-production phase. Now, uh, he has done work in um, Star Wars Rebels. Right. So it's no surprise that He's doing work in the movies as well. Well, I hope they're filming his lines now, <laughs> not yeah, later. He, I mean, no offense. I don't want the guy to pass away. But he's like, what, 78 now? Yeah, if he, yeah he's, he's nearing 80. Yeah. At this time, we believe Darth Vader is being played by a new person that has never played him before. Um, we still don't know the precise parameters or the new role Darth Vader will be playing in Rogue One. Most rumors have him as a prominent player in the new, in a few scenes or something to fear for the heroes. If it amounts to a few shots or a few sequences still up in the air, it certainly does paint the picture that Darth Vader chasing the stolen plans at the start of New Hope is simply a continuation of the events from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, so. So, Vader and screen time. What's best for this movie? Well, I don't have any idea what's in the fucking script other than they're after the Death Star plans. But it seems to me that Vader hasn't had any significant screen time since 1983. Yeah. So, maybe it's the time to put the most iconic villain in movie history or one of the top few If you in. <clears throat> I would say... With Lawrence Kasdan writing? Is he writing this one, or was he writing something else? He's writing something else. Okay, never mind. He's still working on episode eight and nine. I I would say, since this is your first spinoff movie, just to play it safe, I would put him in here as much as you can. I think I would, too. This because it's gonna be the first non-mainline Star Wars movie. Period. Yeah. So you would want at least one guy that everybody can identify with. So you put Vader in here as much as possible. Not to mention he's on Rebels now. Um, you got you have the people that was around in the classic era. Uh, Rebels is kind of exposing him to the younger era. He's been in a few video games. I mean he's he's culturally saturated the earth. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, it's just the way it is. I think, I think it would be a mistake, especially with Death Star plans being what's hanging in the balance, to not have him involved significantly. Um, but if they don't have him involved significantly, they better have one hell of a freaking script. So, and everybody dies in this. So, have Vader kill everybody? Yeah. Um, 
Vader wipes them all out. There was a Darth Maul book, Saboteur or something like that. To and if you guys haven't read this, spoiler coming up. And it was an okay novel, but the really cool thing about it was is they came up with a way that the guy could stop Darth Maul, this non-force user that was didn't really seem to weaken Maul in my eyes. And then at the end of the book, Maul got him anyways <laughs> in the epilogue. So, you know, something like that, something believable, something, you know, I don't know, crashing a fucking moon into the planet to get between you and Vader, you know, something like that. But that would, that to me, it's going to be something that's going to push it. I mean, if you got some people just popping in, like using ninja skills on Darth Vader and like kicking his ass or something, it's just going to look like shit. But if you come up with something, either using a spaceship while he's on the ground to, to hold him off something, or large numbers of troops or something, then I can buy it. And fuck you if you said we ruined the movie by spoiling it and saying that you kill everybody. They fucking admitted they killed it. Kill yeah, everybody they, first movie. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so, now, Alien News. I bet somebody survives. Uh, I'm sure they did. Somebody has to survive. Until Somebody's got to pass the plans, man. They give it to fucking R2, don't they? They give it to Leia, and then Leia gives it to R2. Mm. Leia had the plans. Yeah, but I'm sure somehow R2 gets I'm it. sure R2. Yeah, fuck yeah, R2 ought to be in this shit. Well, wait a minute. He better be somewhere. Just saying. Leia may have had the plans, but somehow she would have got it. Yeah, somebody's got to give her the plans. In the original... Chronology. It was uh, Kyle Katarn, yeah. uh, the guy from the Dark Forces games. Which, I mean, can't you just have a guy named Kyle Katarn? <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome in every iteration that they they had of him in the games and the books, all of it. He was yeah, epic. But the thing is, they got rid of the extended universe, but then they brought him back too with the fucking movies. Yeah, that's what's this thing. I mean, yeah, I love the movie, but they, they that's kind of what they did. And that's and if if you can, we're getting rid of the uh, expanded universe, but we're going to have a lot of characters that are basically the same with a different name. I bet we have a guy with a goatee that used to be an Imperial Stormtrooper, yeah. <laughs> and he's force sensitive. <laughs> His name's going to be uh, Carl Kyle, Carl Kyle instead of Kyle Katarn. Hey, Carl Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's already going to be like shadow troopers, but they're called like death troopers now instead of shadow troopers. Which you got? What was that? Death, Dark forces one. You had to fight the shadow troopers, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that's been a while. So yeah, but whatever. As long as I see X wings and Tie fighters and shit blowing up, yeah, that'll, sure that'll help a lot. Somebody's probably going to say, "I can feel the shadow of the Empire coming down upon us." Like, boy, that sounds very fucking familiar. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, all the all the characters they could have. Just have Kyle fucking Katarn be the guy. Just have him have a whole new story, but let's, let's see Kyle Katarn on the big screen. That's exciting to me. Anyways, that's me nerding out in Star Wars. Now, what's it called? The Legends? Yeah, the Legends, yeah. Yeah, he was a pretty powerful Force user. Like, New Jedi Order, he was one of the masters running the Order with Luke. So... Luke, the worst trainer in history of the Jedi. Everybody trains, ends up dead or turning to the Sith. Yeah. And then he just quits. He just quits. I'm a fucking quitter. 
I'm a quitter. I'm, I'm like Bruce Wayne after Rachel died. Oh, my knee hurts. I want to lay in my mansion and be a dick. She was yeah. going away from me, Alfred. She was going away. No, she was going to bang Two-Face. Yeah. <laughs> it's over, bro. Get over it. Yeah. yeah, exactly the problem I have with the last Batman movie. I really hope I don't have that with the next Star Wars film. I don't know all the circumstances of why Luke Skywalker is in exile for however freaking long it's been. Apparently at least several years. Um, More than that. At least fucking 40 years. Well, you got... Well, I guess we don't... Do we really know? Yeah, they said they sent... They sent Kylie Ren to Luke, didn't they? I think they said that in the the movie. At least 20 years he's he's been out there. Yeah, I would say I would say Brain. five or ten years, probably ten years. If you go, it's, shit, I've already spoiled. If you haven't seen it yet, but the fucking movie will be out theaters here in a few weeks. Well, I'm pretty fucking sure everybody, all thirty people who listen to this show, fucking watched the movie. Yeah, so they drop um, Ray off on tattoo. I mean, Jakku. Spoilers if you haven't fucking watched <laughs> the movie yet. Yeah, yeah, they drop her off on Tata Jakku. And um, she's probably six or seven or eight or something. And then by the time, so it's been 10 or 12 years at the very least. Because she's 19 or 20 in Force Awakens. So it's been, I'd say, 10 or 12 years that Luke's been in exile. That is if she's not either Obi-Wan's offspring, somehow a lineage like a cousin or a nephew or some bullshit. I hope she's like a granddaughter or great granddaughter or something. He had or, to get some. He had. He had to get some loving out. Or, or like some grand niece or grand, you know, like a grand niece or something. That would work too. He had a brother that had a child that was force sensitive or sister or Luke's kid somehow. Or freaking Luke's kid. Shit. Luke was but fifty getting Luke's old. Kid and she's. That fucks up the whole Mary Jane storyline. Yeah, Mary Jane doesn't exist technically. Well, you would have to introduce her, but then that would piss off everybody in the EU community. I don't think they... I mean, I think they're all pissed off, but they all still went and bought fucking tickets. It's pretty apparent from the success of the film. Justin, like, you never, we never saw her. Wouldn't it be awesome if she was in freaking uh, um, Rogue One surprise character? That'd be awesome. Samara Jay was pretty awesome. I mean, she was like the the most popular EU character they created by far. I mean, they they did polls and everything. Like, um, what was it? Was it the trading card game, the first one? They did a poll on what character from the EU to make a a card out of, I, I, I might be wrong on this. It's been a while and they actually got a, a, a model to you yeah. know, stand there. Yeah. And all, there was a huge, yeah, yeah, she's pretty, yeah, she's a beautiful woman, yeah. but Mary Jane's extremely popular. And she was at least, she was very well developed and I don't mean physically, but <laughs> she, she started out, you know, hating Luke Skywalker in the Thrawn trilogy. And she had gotten away from the empire because well, because the Empire was falling apart, not because she really wanted to. It was because the Rebels won. And, you know, her last order she got through the Force from the Emperor was to kill Luke Skywalker. 
And then she was stuck with that failure for all those you know, five or six years after Return of the Jedi. It was five years, I think. And then she finally runs into Luke. And then, you know, she she grew as a character. I haven't read those books in 15 or 20 years, so bear with me. But she turned from that to, you know, being more compassionate. By the time you got to, like, your new Jedi Order and stuff, to where she'd stepped into those the, those nurturing roles and a motherly role and a leader role amongst the Jedi, you know, not just a mother. She wasn't just one dimensional as, well, I'm just a female character that's a mother or I'm just a female character that's a leader. She was multiple things. She was someone to be reckoned with. She was someone who outsmarted her opponent. She was somebody who was physically strong and agile. She was a Jedi. You know, she had a good moral compass that was developing when you first met her. So she was, she was fleshed out. Unlike a lot of the EU characters. And uh, if you're going to take one EU character and bring him to the big screen, that would be the one to bring. Yeah. Not to mention, you would be technically you could be setting up Ray if Ray is in fact Luke's daughter. You could be setting up that whole angle. So you don't have to follow the exact same story, but she's popular for a reason. You can give her a similar backstory, or I don't even know if you could rip it off or not. I mean, I'm sure LucasArts owns the rights or Disney does now but yeah. would they have to give royalties to timothy zahn at that point would they have to pay he's him for a writer for hire now yeah so he's a writer for hire and it's just like stan lee he doesn't own shit true well, i'm sorry i was just getting off on the idea of mary jane being on tv on on the, on the big screen yeah. so regardless i don't give a shit what they do as long as they take time and try to write a good story first Alien Covenant will be a hard R, Ridley Scott says. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, it, Ridley Scott will not be shackled by a rating, thankfully. So he will just be shackled by his inconsistency. <laughs> <laughs> he made one that wasn't so great. Maybe he can make one that is great. And the um, the lady? Naomi Apache. The sweet from the girl with the dragon tattoo will not be in the movie? No. She will not. Okay. Um, Deadpool will be banned in China. Too much fucking and violence, basically. Uh, Mm. The new official Suicide Suicide Squad trailer is out. Um, I hated it. Scott loved it. I liked it. Terminator 2 has been pulled from Paramount's schedule. No reason why, but thank God. Uh, Genesis Pee-wee's- was okay. Mm, yeah. I mean, it was okay. Uh, yeah. It just needed it just needed less uh, Jai Courtney and less the chick playing Sarah Connor, whatever her name is. I forget. It's not important. They, I remember whining about the two characters, the two people that was cast, and talking about how Reese was this deep, emotional character, and got like a lot of silly one-liners and dumb shit out of these two. And it just, there wasn't a sense of urgency yeah. in it the was, film it to me. As bad as I thought it would be, but it's not nah. that great. Nah. Um, the best scene was the Terminator. And Reese um, putting the mag the the bullets in the magazines. 
and they kind of got in like a little competition. I thought yeah. that was the best. I like the idea of Terminators as gun nuts and motorcycle yeah. nuts. Like I, they are artificially and it's an intelligence. It's a sentient yeah. thing. And according to like expanded universe and stuff like that, um, the Terminators are essentially, you can look at them as if they're slaves to Skynet. It's just a matter of if they are allowed to go into like the free mode or learning mode, then they develop a little bit of personality and then they, whether that, whether their alignment is neutral, good, evil, whatever. Paragon or Renegade. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, basically T-800 is like being good guys in, in the long run. Netflix has uh, released a teaser trailer for their original new Pee Wee Herman's Big Holiday. And the date announcement will be March 18th, 2016. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I've got to see what the hell happens with this. <laughs> uh, well, we're on the um, comedy kick. New trailer is out. Well, the first trailer is out for uh, the gangsta cat Keanu. I thought the trailer was amazing. I must see this movie. Yeah. Um, was it uh, from the minds of Kyle and Peel? Should be fucking sweet. If you haven't seen the trailer for that, go check it out. Um. From something good to something really fucking horrible. God. Uh, they apparently knew they had a fucking abortion on their hands with the Rocky Horror Picture Show reboot. And so they decided to get um, Tim Curry to uh, join on. And he is now going to be the narrator for the movie. I wish they would not bring him into this fucking abortion. Just cancel it. But Yay, they, Adam Lambert. But but they got him on there. Um Disney Stars, yay. But he's still suffering from a stroke that he had in 2013. So why the fuck bring him on to this fucking thing? I don't know. Maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna throw a throw the man a bone. Throw the man a bone. He had a stroke? Yeah. Oh, well, that sucks. I was, I was, I was, that's a movie. I've seen it a couple times. I laughed. Oh, this is so fuck. Uh, this fuck is going to be a fucking joke. Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. Yes, motherfuckers. We are hating on this before it's even born. <sighs> you got to stand in my shoes. <laughs> Walk a mile in my shoes to support this motherfucker. There we go. No. Coat hanger, meet Rocky Horror. <laughs> no. It wasn't too long after David Bowie's passing that there was news that news broke that there was going to be a reboot of Labyrinth. It wasn't too long after his passing. You could buy his fucking movies left and right. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Well, people got really fucking pissed off. Well, there is actually news that they were working on this long before uh, David Bowie's <sighs> passing. And the writer came out and said, no, it's not going to be a reboot. 
Uh, it was bad timing that it's, this came out. Uh, don't worry, it's not a reboot. She, she came out and tweeted, We're not rebooting anything, guys. Henson Company and I started talking in late 2014, so the timing of these rumors is so upsetting, I would never seek to profit from David Bowie's death. Bullshit. Labyrinth is my favorite film from childhood, so I share your concerns that any continuation of the world will be handled with love and respect. Um, that was Nicole Perlman. Okay, first off, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, you grew up in the 80s, and I love Labyrinth, but come on now. That's, you de- Labyrinth is your favorite movie, and you just happen to be rewriting the fucking reboot. Bullshit. Um, I I guess it's possible, but I mean, it's freaking Hollywood, man. Well, they started writing in 2014. Allegedly. No, there's so, there's actually news reports from 2014 where they started no, writing it. I went back in time and added that shit just to confuse you. It's a conspiracy. Don't worry about it. It's the Illuminati. <laughs> so... Um. Yeah, they'll they'll talk about it a whole bunch when this comes out because they will try to profit from it because that's just Hollywood. Yeah. I'm sorry, Nicole Perlman, but Hollywood makes me cynical. <laughs> Wait till we get in Hollywood. I uh, showed this one to my son when he was five. He's he'll be eight next week, and he loved it. So I liked it when I was a kid. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I liked it when I watched it recently. I mean, it's. A little silly, but that's what's so great about it. And then that one guy pisses on those fairies. <laughs> it was so funny. But, I mean, he was David Bowie was good in that movie. Yeah, that character was definitely fitting. Well, some crackheads steals babies. Characters and <laughs> characters and fitting. Uh, I like David Bowie. It was a joke. Nothing more fitting than casting a white person to play somebody who was an Asian, I think. Elizabeth Banks is going to be playing Rita Respula? Rita Repulsa. Repulsa, whatever the fuck her name is. Power Ranger shit straight, bro. Well, I don't fucking watch goddamn Power Rangers, but that's who Elizabeth Banks is playing. I didn't until I was like 33. <laughs> I remember like I watched like maybe one or two episodes max when I was like what, 12 or 13. And that's because it was just basically on when I was getting ready for school a time or two. And I was like, this shit sucks and turned it off. And then I watched it with my sons years later. And I freaking love Power Rangers now. Love it. Well, but yeah. uh the whitewashing yes. of Hollywood continues. You know, I don't have a problem with this. You know, I don't want a black black what's his name, but I'll take a white whatever. No, I think it's I think it's kind of crazy. You have million not millions, but you're gonna have actresses. You have billions of Asian people who Yeah, just fucking give one a job. There's even established ones that'll probably take it because they know there's gonna be like T shirts and action figures and all that shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, th- I think this is definitely a case of whitewashing. While we're speaking of whitewashing, Ghost in the Shell shifts from Disney to Paramount for a release. And who's playing in it? Well, Just, none other than Scarlett Johansson. Jesus Christ, fire her already. Hollywood, eject her. 
But yeah, I didn't even know they were doing Ghost in the Shell, but yep. Great. Ghost in the Shell is being played by a freaking butterface. Whatever. So, yeah, I said <laughs> it. Get oh. over it, guys. You know, she's a butterface at minutes. They're big cheekbones and her crooked nose. And her, <laughs> her cracked out lips. Scott's wife's in the room. <laughs> yeah. She's watching my shoulder right now, hating with me. You know the hate. <laughs> my hateful hate. I hate through the world into this person. Well, uh, so uh, apparently. Um, I'm so sick of looking at Scarlett Johansson. I can puke. I'm so sick of seeing movies of Scarlett Johansson. I can puke. DreamWorks Ghost in the Shell has been taken off the Disney release schedule and will now be released by Paramount Pitchels, which is co-financing the film. Um, I do like her as Black Widow, though. That's a lot of fake hate. I did not... (laughs) The film moved from Disney after Steven Spielberg left Disney, fold, and went to Universal. I wonder why I did that. I don't know. Um, yeah, Ghost the Shell, played by Redhead. Yeah. Well, she's a blonde. Blonde. But... She's blonde, but whatever. She's 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 a freaking... Uh, I don't know. Just, yeah, the whitewashing is ridiculous. This is two, two roles that, dare I say, in the anime world, Ghost the Shell is iconic. And I'm sorry... That some people may not want to admit it, but Rita Repulsa, in her own way, may be iconic because Power Rangers has a huge freaking following. Yeah. May not be what we like, but she's a big deal outside of in the Power Rangers fandom. She's huge. Um, of course, they all like the Rangers and everything else, but it's just the way it is. But th- yeah, that th- don't get that female Gilbert Godfrey that played her before, though. That's all I ask. Well, I think I'm going to say this one because we could really go off topic. Not go off topic, but we could go on a long rant. Okay. Um, I'll say that one for last. Blade Runner 2 starts filming this July. Um, About 30 years too late, but sure. 30 years too late, yep. Not really much to say about that one. Um, I mean, and hopeful news for us. Um, for well, for all nerds, uh, StarWars.com posted an article for voice actors who you may have heard in um, Star Wars: Force Awakens, and one voice you may have heard saying, "We have incoming at twenty-eight point six. Move." Now, whose voice that was? That would be one fat man on Batman star. Kevin Smith, and here's what I here's here's the great thing about that. He's like the like one of the huge Star Wars fans, and it's sad because the only reason he didn't get screen time was they tried to take that stupid freaking hockey jersey off, and it had done grown into his flesh, and they were literally skinning him alive by trying to remove it. They were flaying him, so he didn't get on film. No, I totally made that up. But anyways, I'm jelly. I'm straight jealous. But hey, I haven't made movies and all that stuff like Kevin Smith has. So congratulations, Kevin Smith. 
the, the story how he got that was he was on um he was at <clears throat> Comic Con and they were at Hall H and they were doing a panel. And the first panel was there was a Star Wars panel. And his panel for yoga hosers was right after the Star Wars panel. So he thought, well, this is going to be great because they're packed. They got 6,000 people. And right after that is mine. So I'm going to have a full house. This is going to be great for me. So right after JJ does his, at the end, he says, hey, gosh, best to treat. Right after this, how about everybody goes to see a free Star Wars concert. So everybody get up and let's go next door to a free Star Wars concert. And Kevin goes, fuck. So everybody gets up and leaves and they go next door to a free concert. That fucks him completely. So now a 6,000 seat arena just leaves. And so he's stuck with like maybe 2,000 people going there. So the whole seat looks empty. So... There's Kevin walks up there and he sits up at the desk at Hall H and he's kind of sitting up there and then JJ's standing there on the side and his assistant walks up there and JJ looks up and he's like, oh, fuck. So he walks up there and he says, dude, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I thought we were the last ones to come up there. And he's like, oh, that's okay. And so he he. So he he uh he makes it up to him. Miwok. No, he, he makes he, he makes it up to him. So he he tells his story over the next couple podcasts and, and shit. So eventually he gets invited over to Bad Robots the studio and, and he tells stories like over podcasts, JJ better fucking make it up to him and make me like a fat stormtrooper on one of his next episodes. I remember that. Now yeah. that you said the stormtrooper thing, yeah, and so that's what happens. He get, he comes over to Bad Robot, and he does a voiceover, and and that's the one how he got he get on there. So, yeah, I would try to get into some other role. I mean, maybe not. I mean, like what mm-hmm. what's the guy that plays um, Scotty? What's his Simon Pegg? Like he got into a costume and stuff. So mm-hmm. I would try to do something like that. Well, yes, I mean, you're shot. probably on the internet now. What do you want? Okay. Uh, Spider-Man to remain absent from Captain America Civil War trailers and posters. Um, negotiations for how the web slinger... Basically, they have not fucking figured out what the hell they're doing. Uh, since they're still owned by two different studios, they have no idea how to um, go about promotional material. They're working out the final details on, on how to actually work them out for the movie. So when it comes to Civil War, you will not see Spider-Man on any Civil War material at all. He'll be in the movie, but you won't see him on any Civil War trailers or or posters. So he'll just spring up in the movie, and that's all you're going to see. 
unless something works out beforehand. Well. Which is a really stupid fucking idea for Sony. So Sony, once again, fucking everything up with Spider-Man. Yeah. The more brand awareness they get for that character, the more their Spider-Man movies make, right? Yep. Exactly. Don't they get I mean, out of this money? You would think. Because it'd be like, look, that's our character in that fucking movie. Fucking moron. Yeah, Spider-Man was integral to the comic Civil War, so I'm glad that he's going to be in it at all, but who knows? Hopefully it doesn't turn into a big mess. In the uh, issue for the January 27th, I'm not sure. A couple. I'm not sure which one this was. Anyway, in a recent issue of Empire Magazine, they had two covers: Batman, Superman. You had a standard-looking Batman, but the other one was a very gray-ish-looking Superman. Now it's either they've really up the desaturation or it could be a potential spoiler which you may have bizarro in Batman versus Superman. Nah. He don't look any more or less gray than Ben Affleck in the other cover. Mm. To me. Well the rumor's been going around that you may get bizarro. Since And the red's really muted on his costume, so is the blue. I mean, I think it'd be cool to have Bizarro, especially well, the, if he's crazy. Well, the rumor going around... Well, we, it's not really rumors. But it's been said that uh, Doomsday is not the final boss because it's a video game. <laughs> Doomsday is not the final boss of the movie. So Bizarro apparently may be... Wow. Did uh, Jim Lee do the covers? Because I can't see either guy's feet. you hear that Jim Lee screw you anyways yeah can't see their feet man so that's pretty funny he's a photographer now apparently (laughs) hey they already have feet man don't you know and this is the last bit of news thank god (laughs) this is the worst one this is from Deadline. Oh, have mercy. Mick G is orbiting Masters of the Universe at Sony. Uh, he has such a punchable face. Mick G is in talks that could lead him to helming Masters of the Universe. I, uh, uh, Mark it down. It's going to suck. Everything he does sucks. I have not seen one good McGee film. Like, I call Charlie's Angels barely watchable. Because Cameron Diaz panties. (laughs) (laughs) Barely watchable. Uh, Terminator Salvation was a mess. I mean, it had its moments, but plot-wise... And direction-wise, that movie was just jacked up. 
I don't know. He's just he's terrible. The script is from the writing team of Alex Lidvak and Mike Finch with the latest draft by Chris Yost. McGee will oversee a rewrite. Um, I'm almost scared to see who these people are. This movie's going to suck. Okay, Why Alex is- Lidvik wrote Predators, The Three Musketeers, The Art of War, and Realm. Mike Finch wrote He didn't even show up on IMDb. It'd be awesome if they could turn Masters Universe into a big badass freaking franchise, but he wrote um, Predators, Brothers Brad, Hansel and Gretel, Rich Hunters 2. Well, it's announced. Thorum, Countdown, Hit Hansel and Gretel, with, 47, um, Interrogation. With Hawkeye? Movie, man. That's a movie that said fuck just for the purpose of saying fuck like 15 times. It was terrible. Not even in a good way to me. All right, so we let's just mark it down. Masters versus going to freaking suck. Battle Cat will probably be like a fucking robot motorcycle or something. And Christopher Yoist wrote for. Um, Thor Ragnarok. Well, wasn't that one of those like super cheap like asylum movies or something? No, it's the uh, new Thor film. Max still. Oh, Thor Ragnarok. Never mind. Okay, I'm thinking of there is like a I don't know if it's Asylum, but it's one of those cheap ass studios. They made a Thor movie about the time the first Thor movie was coming out. Max still, Monkey, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. TV series, 2014. Uh, I like that series. Thor, The Dark World. Nah. Uh, Iron Man Adventures. Iron, for a couple of episodes. Uh, the Avengers, Earth Mightiest Heroes. I like that TV series. Wolverine and the X-Men. Uh, Hulk versus Road Law TV series, The Batman, Fantastic Four, X Men Evolution. Uh, uh, actually, I kind of like this guy. Unfortunately, McGee's attached to this thing, so it's going to suck. Whatever happened to John Woo? Wasn't he supposed to fucking do this film? How McGee did- will probably do like script rewrites too. Uh, yeah, he is. He's a, he's gonna do the first rewrite, which is gonna. What happened, to John? Oh, Wu? Yeah. Wasn't he supposed to fucking do this thing? 
You got some guys that actually have some pretty decent scripts under their belt. Yeah, and then but when he's this going, fucker gets his hands on, he's going to fucking stick his dick in it and just blow a load on it. Yeah. He's like the American Uwebol. Remember, he fucking did Transform, uh, Transformers. He did fucking Terminator 4. He did Salvation. Remember what he did to that? Yeah. How can you fuck up Transformers? I mean, Transformers. Ah, oh, damn it. Um, uh, Terminator. How can you fuck that up? Well, just watch Salvation and see how you fuck it up. We're gonna kill. I mean, he, wasn't he the one who wanted to kill John Cotter? And then somebody wisely said, "Are you fucking stupid?" <laughs> that was the big twist. Was going to be that John Connor was going to die, and he was going to put his skin on the Terminator. <laughs> Not his brain, at the very least, his skin. It's and, like they said on the Ugly Cow Show: Masters of the Universe is fucking stupid. But if you don't treat it. With the utmost respect, it's fucking horrendous. But if you're honest and pure with it, it can be fucking awesome. It's a fact. McGee is going to fucking ruin this goddamn thing. Now, yeah. I mean, look what fucking goddamn Michael Bay did in Ninja Turtles. He fucking ruined it. Oh my god, it's so bad. This, well, this is oh my god! Yeah, McG. Woo, yeah. Of uh, all the fucking directors, this guy is. Uh, how the hell did this cunt even get this fucking <laughs> movie? I don't know. Maybe he should try being a producer or something. I don't know. This guy's just not cut out for filming movies. Um, I wouldn't have a problem with him being a producer because obviously he can get the fucking big movies. Why is he even fucking directing it? I don't know. Who does he know? What? I mean, I wouldn't mind Zack Snyder doing this movie. That was Zoe Bowl, a box office like solid. I know he's not like taking off records or anything, but I mean, does this movie are they always profitable? Does that have something to do with it? Pretty I don't know. Much. Does I mean, Salvation, what, $400 billion worldwide? Did that make it? I don't know, something like that. Del Toro should fucking do this movie. Yeah, I can, I can dig anything Del Toro does. Del Toro could film himself taking a shit, and it'd be more entertaining than what McGee does. Oh, God. Let's talk about wrestling. Fuck McGee. This makes my head hurt. WCW for January 1st. I mean, yeah, January 1st, fuck. January 18th, 1986. Uh, Starts off with a recap of the injury angle of the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. Uh, First match was Ron Garvin versus Pablo Crenshaw in a battle of the ugliest tights. It looked like Crenshaw wanted to work this match, but Garvin just wanted to no-sell everything and got frustrated. It was a bad match and a bad promo to follow it up. Ivan Koloff versus Benny Trailer. Uh, did David Crockett just call him U-Haul Trailer? Yes, he did. And right off the bat, Crockett starts in on his xenophobia shit. Can he not call this down the middle? Ivan makes quick work of the American capitalist. Promo of Jimmy Valiant. Dusty Road is bad enough to go bear hunting with a switch. That's a mean motherfucker. Never heard of this line before. That's a good one. Yeah. Another promo was supposed to get himself off over, but goddamn, dude. Uh, 
I, you know, I, I was ragging on Jimmy Valiant, and then these last two episodes, I'm kind of like, well, kind of, he's kind of working on me a little bit. I know it. It was. I watched this promo just like two weeks ago, but I was thinking, like, I can see Dusty going out there. It's like, you know, Jimmy, what I want you to do is go out there and put yourself over. And while you're at it, go ahead and put me over, too. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'm probably at my last run here, but I got to make sure. I gotta make myself look good, but I gotta make Dusty look good too, cause I'm going against the four horsemen. And they got the belt and I know I kinda want a belt too. I gotta make Dusty look good. What's the best thing I can say about Dusty? Yeah. Well Dusty Rose is bad enough to go bear hunting with a switch. I've never fucking heard that line before. Jimmy Valiant versus the Golden Terror. You know, Jimmy Valiant works like a hill. And you know, I need to watch some of his older stuff to see him work in his prime. I've never seen Jimmy Valiant work ever, other than this 1980s stuff. So. Yeah, he's, he's like I said, man, he's growing on me a little bit. Like, uh, I know we'll talk about next week's episode here in a minute, but. The week after this, he he just had so much energy when he got in the ring. It was crazy. I was like, yeah. wow, what the hell? Is he, he must have snorted one hell of a line before he got in there. <laughs> so, yeah, he was definitely on. So, we'll see. Yeah. We got we got time. Promo with Ric Flair. Uh, said that a lot of women here would be ugh, shit. Yeah. Uh, see, promo with Flair. Said that if a lot of women in here would be happy if the dog catcher doesn't come in here today, or studio would be empty. Yes, that was a great. That was I lost it, man. <laughs> that that <laughs> that killed me. That's great. Yeah. Um, Toad Ronnie Garvin, he has gone through and walked over better men than you on my way to a rendezvous. Uh, promo with Tony, Nikita, and Ivan. Tony looks like he's uh, talking to a child while Nikita is holding the book. Uh, the Russians cut a promo about how they keep getting screwed over and how everyone is prejudiced against them. How the road warriors say they are winning the war against them, but how it looks like they have the six-man trophy. They are in control. It's total bullshit. Say they only... I can't read my fucking notes here. Say they only... So the only way that this shit will end is when one of them is out of wrestling. The best line is was when when Ivan said skinny Sam Houston. And at the end of R- Ivan's rant was when he was being distracted. And when they find out that Paul Jones came out and he didn't want to offend his men. Is that uh, Ivan, that Crusher is, is injured. And I started marking out and I said, uh, see, this is we're fucking two weeks behind, so I half-assed my notes. Let's see. Um, okay, I fucking remember what's going on here now. Okay, so yes, the most anticlimactic announcement yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so barbarian. He says, "All right, you wanted the barbarian." 
I wanted the fucking barbarian. You wanted so, the barbarian, but you didn't get the fucking barbarian. No, didn't get the barbarian. Ivan Koloff's he's cutting this fucking promo. And he's 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 going off and he's he's talking about how all these fucking Americans are pussies and they're getting fucking screwed. And and then here comes Paul Jones. He's like, Look, I know you're a man down and I got somebody who's gonna fucking help you. And I'm thinking, oh fuck yes. This is gonna be awesome. It's gonna be the fucking barbarian. The barbarian and the key to call off and Ivan call off. This is gonna be the fucking greatest tag team of all time. Why didn't anybody fucking tell me about this? These three guys are gonna fucking kick ass. And then he said, Baron von Rusky is gonna help you guys. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Baron von Rusky? This man's like a fucking hundred and fifty years old. Yeah. This was such bullshit. Now see, I'm familiar with Baron von Rasky. Rasky, Rasky, whatever. I'm familiar with the guy, but I realized I had never really watched him wrestle. I had only seen bits and pieces, and I had seen pictures of him in magazines and things like that when I was younger. So I, I knew of him. I knew about him. I knew a lot about him, really. But I was like, man, I'm the this guy wrestle, and he's one of the all-time. So I'm like, all right. And then I really don't ever want to watch him wrestle again. No. <laughs> Yeah. I need to stop writing my notes as soon as I get home from work because I'm like half tired and I'm just... No, the, the, the goose-stepping thing he did in the ring, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. It's a good way to be a heel, man. Don't get me wrong. I was like, wow. But then it just, he yeah. just wasn't interesting. Yeah, Baron Von playing a fucking Nazi in 1980 and he's from like, uh, I think he's from Minnesota. But they all are. <laughs> yeah, <pretty much. laughs> Except Rick for Flair, Nikita, I think. Where I think Nikita's Flair born from at? Carolina. Where was Ric Flair born at? Uh, I think he's from Minnesota, I think. I think he is. I think. Baron Von Rusky, that should be the fucking barbarian, versus Tony Zane. Seriously. This old man against the fucking Road Warriors. God damn it, Dusty. Are you, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, not his best choice. Yeah. See, when I was younger, I had no fucking idea Dusty Rhodes was booking this shit. Now I do. So now I can fucking pin every single thing on Dusty Rhodes at this time. Yep. Uh, Obviously, fucking Barbarian did not win this fucking match. It was fucking Baron Von Rusky. Anyway. The promo was terrible. Fucking shitty promo. Yeah. Ah, ah, that's all I heard. Ah, ah. I was like, is he having a fucking heart attack? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Russians. Ah. It took him 16 seconds to say Russians. So, yeah. Sam Armbar Houston versus Art, Art, Arm, Arm, fucking Armpits, Armbar, Pits, Armpits. Okay, yeah, so. Sam Houston wishes he wishes he was Baron Von Rasky. I'll, I'll say that much. Art Pritz, I still read him his name as Arm Pitts. Now, why do we call Sam Arm Sam Armbar Houston? Well, let's go through the moves in this match. One, collar and collar and arm elbow pits. Okay, fuck. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ, collar and elbow tie up. I'm, I'm still fucking reading armbar Houston up here. Three drop kick by Houston. Four okay. arm drag by Houston into number five in armbar. Right. The fifth fucking move. 
Yeah, the fifth fucking move is a goddamn armbar. Five moves into the match, it's a goddamn armbar. Sam Houston fucking sucks. I can't yep. wait till this fucker loses the title. Oh my god, dude! When I every time I watch, every time I see him, I'm just like, no, no. Yeah. Promo awesome in UFC. Yeah. He'd armbar everybody. Dusty. What? He would have armbarred everybody. Yeah. Promo of Dusty and the Jezebel baby doll. Dusty just admitted that he was going to murder Arn Anderson. Yeah, they should have arrested Dusty right then. Uh, they probably should have got Jezebel baby doll for prostitution. Yeah. Well, I guess she is a um, – she's not a prostitute. She's an escort, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, the promo was kind of weak. And it was okay for Dusty. It was below average for Dusty, but which is still better than most people's. Yeah. But every time baby doll opens her mouth, she, she kills the promos. Mm-hmm. She's terrible. The Barbarian versus Ray Taylor, not Trailers, is his real name, because you already had a trailer earlier. But yes, this is the Big Boss Man in 1986. A really big, fat, slow Big Boss Man. But it is the Big Boss Man in 1986. If you want to see what the Big Boss Man was as a young baby face, Jobber. He's definitely baby-faced. I yeah. noticed that. Yeah. Go watch NWA January 1st, 19... Jan- fuck. January 18th, 1986. There you go. Um, I got my attention when I heard Ray Taylor. I was like, did he say Taylor? Yeah. Well, I looked you- and I was like, what is that? Because at this point, I was kind of about half asleep trying to stay awake. Yeah. This episode hey, wasn't so good. Yeah, the barbarian fucking killed him. Uh, he got his big ass up. <laughs> but eventually, he... Um, look, if you put the effort in, you can become something. And he fucking did. Well, he was an intercontinental champion, wasn't he? I think eventually he did become the Intercontinental Champion. And he had a hell of a fucking run with Hulk Hogan. Yes, he did. And it was very good. The cuffs and the nightstick and all that shit. Yeah, he had a good run. And it wasn't Hogan that was pulling it. The big boss man, you wanted, when you're 10 years old, you hoped Hogan was going to rip his fucking skull off. But, you know. So, yeah. I like the big boss man. He wasn't the greatest technician or anything but i mean he was a big guy and he wrestled like a big guy and he had a great angle and an awesome angle a southern redneck bastard cop i mean he was great at it he had an awesome fucking little theme song too yeah and he, you know he got action figures and royalties not shit like we talked about earlier on some of the like mark hamill i mean he's he made his money i don't promo, know if he blew it all or not but yeah. the rest of Pro, soul yeah promo with madden ta sort and sweet promo he basically called out all the hills for being pussies that's a fact. Yeah. Magnum TA versus Lee Peak. Who? Oh, never mind. Okay. It's a 20-second match, I think. Magnum TA doesn't fuck around. No. No. It was suplex. Boom. Over. Yeah. Promo of Dusty. He probably had to take his shit. All those protein drinks. Promo of Dusty Rhodes' doctor. Uh, 
Dusty's doctor says he doesn't need that bullshit protective boot anymore so he can quit cheating. Yeah. Promo. Like, go ahead. The, the, the cheating, I mean, it was starting to get on my nerves. Just yeah. saying. Like, uh, I was going to write Dusty Rhodes. Unfortunately, I couldn't. Yeah. Promo like, you know of what? Arne. He was a cheater. Yeah. Promo of Arn Anderson. Arn agrees with us. It's a fucking weapon. It's not protection anymore. He's cleared. Why should Arn Anderson have to put his life on the line to wrestle with a cheater? Rock and roll versus Jerry Garman and Larry Clark. Slow-paced match. Rock and roll goes over. Yeah, they were... I remember, you know, I've watched Rock and Roll Express on here, and I don't know if they just saved their effort for the other matches. <laughs> I think that's what they do. <laughs> but holy, because I, I mean, I've seen some matches on YouTube recently, and I'm like, man, these guys were so good. And then I watch them on this show, and it's like, the format kills me. That's, I mean, I do like the show, but it's all about the promos. That's what the format, the format is killing me as far as seeing some, like when uh, Ron Garvin and Ric Flair, they had the big brawl and all that. That was like finally something, you know, but. Yeah. Midnight, uh, see, Jim Cornette buries the Rock and Roll Express fans. Midnight versus Larry Vickery and Bill Tab. Midnight got the heat on Larry. I guess they decided they wanted to work on the bodybuilder as a rip because they just beat the shit out of the big dude and left the little dude all night. Yep. Tully Blanchard versus Gene Legion. I think Tully only owed one. Owned, owned one robe and two pairs of trunks because that's all he fucking re- ever worked in. Fans were giving Tully shit the whole match. Tully was good this match. Quick, never missed a spot, and played off the fans. So did JJ. Uh, and he allowed the jobber to actually get the heat on him. Unlike everyone else who didn't fucking sell, he actually sold. Yeah, he, he fucking, did. You fucking noticed that? Yes, I did. It stood out because nobody else hardly ever does. I was like, holy shit, this guy's getting some offense. Yeah, he allowed the fucking jobber to actually get heat on him, and he fucking sold it. Everybody else just fucking dominated while he actually allowed the guy to fucking work, and he actually bought it. It's like, holy shit, this guy's actually getting some fucking offense on him. Yep. Stood out for sure. Yeah. Promo with Garvin. I'm going to go get a drink. That's the same thing. Yeah. He picks the mic up, and I'm just ready to walk. They showed some highlights of Flair versus Garvin from last week. They came back. Garvin continues to talk. Ric Flair comes out and says he's tired of Garvin's shit, and he's tired of this, and he headbunts Garvin. I've never seen Flair headbunt anyone. Maybe Funk once or twice, but this just came right up in the interview. I'm tired of you doing this shit. And Flair jumps his ass and takes it to the ring and lays his ass out and sits on his chest like he does with his finisher when he pins people and gets heat on him. A perfect heel move. Flair goes back to the podium and starts cutting a promo. Bam! Nailed in the back by Garvin. He, he should be fine. Huh? Garvin should have been fine for a sneak attack on yeah. another competitor. Um, he nails, nailed him back by Garvin. He didn't get the job done. Garvin drags Flair back to the ring. Round two. They go at it again. Fists and chops, but the horseman Sans Oli comes back out, and we're about to get the old-school horseman beatdown, kids. Uh, Flair takes his shoe off. He's about to walk from Garvin across that stupid face of his. 
and goddamn Sam Armbar Houston <laughs> comes out again. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam Houston. <sighs> and then out comes America's team. Four against three again. Dusty pulls Arn out. Confusion everywhere. And then out of nowhere, bam, Garvin busts Flair with a giant right hand knocking Flair out cold. Baby faces scatter. They left out the champion cold. They won the battle. It was an awesome fucking segment. The, ba- the big swing, I got to give Garvin and them credit for this one. The big swing was Garvin popping down on his chest. Yeah. That that sold it. So, but, you know, they, they should have fired Garvin, though, after this for using the foreign object to knock out Ric Flair. Yeah. Promo with the horseman, Sands Ole, and Flair. The horsemen, he hit it really well. Yeah. The horsemen were pissed. It was three on four. It was everything I just said. They all agree with me. Uh, and then the main event is Nikita Koloff versus Mac Jeffers. Well, you know how this match went. And then you had a shitty promo with Ivan, Baron, and Nikita. And then uh, they go off by recapping the, the flare fight. That The last uh, the Garvin, Flair, Horseman segment fucking saved the show. Yeah, because I was extremely disappointed at this point. And uh, <laughs> but that 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 segment was all fucking Sam Houston's. Yeah, that's who I want in the cavalry to come fucking save today. They were trying to push him. January twenty fifth, nineteen eighty six. Show opens up with a montage at house shows of. Ronnie Garvin just knocking out fucking props left and right. They're trying to push Ronnie Garvin. Hands of stone. Promo with Magnum TA and... and going to a 1952 finisher. A punch. Yeah, and someone... Somebody fucked Magnum TA up. Bad. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. These guys, I see them coming on this TV show with all these cuts and shit. Yeah. Where the hell is all this going on at that I'm missing this stuff? These are, I imagine, just at normal house shows because it was. Yeah, but I mean, like when they show those video sequences of like when um, Ricky Morton gets his uh, throat hit with a tennis racket, where that was in a house show. Those are just like normal house shows, and and um... why the fuck are they having those matches on the house shows and not on the TV show? Those would happen now at, at um. This is what I'm not understanding. Regular syndicated television shows. Sometimes they would show them on there. Yeah. It would happen on like um. Like the uh, Saturday morning show. Okay. So like um. So this happened on their syndicated TV show, like uh. Uh, I forgot the name of their shows. Like, ah, oh, fuck, what was the name of the show? I don't remember. WWW, like World Wrestling Superstation, whatever fuck it is called. But yeah, um, like when when they showed the um, remember when when um. Uh, they showed a video of totally slapping the shit out of baby doll. Yeah. Okay. It would happen on like one of those shows. 
It's just their regular syndicated show. That's where that happened at. So it, but um, but yeah, you would have like little spot shows, but they would record some of them. So I say he probably got fucked up at one of those shows, and so you would just juice at those shows. But they were drawing huge fucking crowds everywhere they went. Right. So you got a packed house of say. 16,000 people. Tully's like, hey, we got 16,000 people tonight. You want some color? And Magnum's like, fuck yeah. And so he'll just fucking slice his head open. Why not? So he's going to do it every night. Huh. That was the mentality back then. That's so weird. You'd think you would push, at least have like your main event or something. He probably was. He probably was at the main event. I mean, I mean, you think your TV show would be finishing off at like with a strong match or something instead of just smashing props every time. Well, I mean, you were probably getting on this TV show itself. You're probably getting several million people were probably watching this show itself, but I mean, it wasn't good enough. Yeah, you didn't need um, no Dusty versus Flair. You didn't have to. There's have something else to think about. It's right. I know you don't need that, but we're watching the shows. Um, once a week. And if you're attending shows, you're not there every week. So it probably would seem a lot fresher than if you watched a TV show week after week. Yeah. Plus, we're, plus I'm used to the whole Nitro and yeah, yeah stuff like that where it was just name after name after name versus other name after name after name. Yeah. Which I'm thinking back to um, – remember when they had the uh, – when NWA first – Went in WCW, and they had, like, the purple ring and all that shit. And they played on that one studio, and it was, like, on Saturday mornings you watched it, and it, like, had, like, the rotating ring and yeah. all that shit. And yeah. Luger would come out and smash some fucking, like, executioner, like, every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I guess they did continue with that a little bit. Yeah, so. I mean, they still have, but... I mean, you were still getting big matches at, at those house shows, but... yeah. But you would still pretty much have depending on where they were at, I mean you would still get big they may split up the cards, so you may get a Flair versus Dusty in Atlanta and on that same night you may get Magnum versus Tully in another city, but most likely they were all going to be in the same spot. So you could have yeah. the horsemen all be in the same spot. But it's it's would not be out of the ordinary for 
everybody to get fucking busted open. I mean, of course, with Magnum and Tully, these were all fucking blood feuds, so everybody's going to be fucking busted open. Yeah. Especially if it's a big crowd, everybody's going to want to outdo everybody else. Yeah, everybody's coming in with scabs all over their face. So, Especially the baby faces. Yeah. WWF, nobody's going to bleed. I mean, back then, there was some blood, but not as much. NWA, you just fucking bled. Mid-South area, everybody's bleeding. I remember being a kid, and you'd see those magazines. We'd go over to Foodland, and they had oh, a magazine section, and that'd be on the covers. Just bloody Dusty Rhodes, bloody Ric Flair. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. This is like 86, 85, 87, oh, when I was five, six, seven years old. I remember just right there. I was like, oh, my God, these guys are killing each other. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, first match, Barbarian versus George South. Well, it must be Paul Jones' birthday since you have some marks yelling out, happy birthday. Paul Jones tried not to break character and smile, but he did. <laughs> Barbarian goes over easily. Promo with Manny Fernandez. Irritable. Mexican-Americans. Goddamn Cheech and Chong. Every time I hear that phrase, I hear that song. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and what the hell did he mean about him not getting nine but ten Christmas cards? Yeah, I was completely confused at that point. I was like, what kind of shit is this guy smoking? Uh, promo with double A. You know, he's a good squat- promo. Yeah. He's, you know, he squats 600 pounds. If that's true, that's fucking impressive. Yeah. Uh, Double A forces David Crockett to read a letter from Bob Geigel. Dusty cannot wear the damn boot anymore. Double A is loving it and laughing his ass off. David rips into Arn Anderson saying it's his fault in the first place since the horseman broke his damn leg. Double A brushes him off. David reminds him that in five days those national tag belts need to be defended or he will be stripped. You know, the one thing I like about David Crockett, he's a shitster. Yep. He doesn't have a problem getting up in their faces and giving, giving people shit. Unlike the uh, commentators you have now who are just fucking puppets and pussies, at least David Crockett stands up for what he believes in. Ron Bass versus Mike, not Salami, Salamini. You know, I cannot believe they're trying to push Ron Bass as a fucking baby face. It's 1986, people. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ron Bass wins with the claw. Now you got two guys who use a fucking claw hold as the finisher. Ron Bass and Baron Von Roski. Uh, promo. Ronnie Garver's dressed like a fucking male stripper. Seriously. He's dressed in a black sequin vest like the Fantastics. I mean, I've never seen him dressed in that. If I have, I try to put it out of my mind. It was it was pretty terrible. Yeah. Just I, like everything else about Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. Ivan Kolov versus Patrick Tanaka. That's right. Pat Tanaka from the Orient Express. It's a very green Pat Tanaka, but it's him. On the bright side, at least it's not Nikita. So he didn't die. Ivan's letting Pat get some heat. Nikita would have already retired, Pat, and we wouldn't have gotten to Orient Express. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you can tell it's Pat. But uh, 
he's going to be good one day, even though he jobbed. Again, you can tell the difference between good workers and bad workers because the fact Ivan Koloff, like Tully, let Pat get some fucking heat. Yes, he did. Unlike everybody else who just like, fucking... He got... He got I mean, in, in relation to everybody else in the show, he got quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Ivan took more hits than Tully did. So, yeah. Just the reversals, whatever. But, I mean, it was good. Yeah, it was a good match for Jobber. Yeah. Very or prop. You get it right. Not Jobbers anymore. They're props. Yeah. Yeah. Promo of Nature Boy Rick Flair. They showed a video of Flair getting knocked out. Flair called bullshit or something in Garvin's hand. They showed footage that wasn't shown last week of Flair being carried out. And Flair is saying, oh, you have to show this, don't you? But that's fine. I'm at the point in my career where you have to show that even on my worst day, I'm still just a regular human being. Flair still cut a better promo on this day than everyone did on their best promo today in 19, uh, 2016. So, well, we're short into the year, so let's go ahead and just say through all of 2015 yeah. <laughs> and 2014 and 2013. Yeah. So, I, I mean, basically we fucking hate wrestling today. I don't uh, hate it. Yeah. Tony Zane versus Manny Fernandez. Quick match for Manny for once. He didn't do a shitload of leg holds. Uh, Dusty Rhodes and Baby Doll. Dusty hit Tully with the gay joke of tonight. Dusty talks shit every week about how he doesn't understand a damn thing about what Ric Flair is talking about. But what the fuck is Dusty Rose talking about every week? No. Baby doll, she just... (sighs) Yeah, the gay joke. It's it's so dated. It's so dated. I mean, if I was just listening to it, I could realize how dated it was. It's just some of the shit that Dusty says. It's like, oh my God, they they would lynch him today. Rock and Roll Express versus Thunderfoot and Bob Owens. Thunderfoot meaning business tonight as he is wearing a robe tonight. He must have worn it for he is Scott's favorite jobber. <laughs> a better match for Rock and Roll Express. They didn't stink up the joint this time. Uh, promo for Jim Cornette. Typical heel promo. Nikita versus Bob Brown. Must be Bobby Brown's dad. <laughs> Promo with Nikita, Ivan, and Baron. Shitty promo. Yep. Their, their promos really aren't yeah. helping them very much. Jimmy Valiant versus Paul Garner. You know why this is owed. Let's see. Jimmy Valiant versus Paul Garner. You know why this is all owed dudes. I can see why WWF was so popular compared to the NWA. And it's not that, and it's not that Jimmy Valiant. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's great, but by any stretch. But he did in this match. He was extremely energetic, and it, it made for a lot better match. But I mean, just I mean, when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, absolutely!" Ivan Koloff, Baron Von Rusky, Jimmy Valiant, and then you can switch over at that time to the fucking WWF, and you had. Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff. I'm like, well, it's like Tito Santana probably at that time. Like, 
what the fuck? These are all the young, hip guys. And they were wrestling each other. <laughs> yeah. And I'm TV. looking at fucking... Yeah, rather than only jobbers. I'm looking at fucking Baron Von Rusky And Ivan Koloff? Promo of Tully and JJ. Dusty is going to be working with Tully on the show in February. While Tully is cutting a promo on Dusty, a plant came up and made up with Tully. Ah, the horsemen in their prime. Tony made an announcement that another dream match is the Road Warriors versus Ivan and Nikita. The fans popped hard, and then Jim Cornette came out and introduced Bobby Eaton versus Wee Willie Wilkins. (laughs) (laughs) The best prop name ever. Yeah. Bobby got to work as a big man in this match. Well, this guy is we. Bobby was on his knee looking up at him saying, come on, come on. Bobby gets to win. Then Dennis comes in and double teams on we Willie Wilkins. The Rock and Roll Express came in to make the save. Midnight runs out. And then the Rock and Roll Express with Ricky proving to be such a great guy. That he is grabs Wee Lily Wilkins, and then tosses him out of the ring like a piece of shit. Wow, what a great guy! You know, when you come in to make the save, the first thing you're supposed to do is not throw the guy you're saving out of the ring like a piece of shit. <laughs> it was for his own protection. Yeah, yeah. They put their bodies on the line. They didn't want him to get hurt anymore. <laughs> well, Ricky Morton, what a piece of shit. Promo with Paul Jones and the Barbarian. Paul is trying to get over how great you could be if you took up the challenge out there of taking on the Barbarian. How great your name would be in the NWA if you fucking pussies. Well, we put up $10,000. Even if you're a millionaire, $10,000 is still a lot of money. That... All you had to do was defeat the Barbarian in 10 feats of strength. Tug of war, human chain, and a bench press. You know, this little $10,000 gimmick that we've been doing. That was it. That's the whole fucking promo. Ron Garvin versus Mark Hawk. You know, the more I see Ron Garvin, the more I fucking hate him. Ron Bass promo. He's calling bullshit on Paul Jones and wants clarity on the rules. You know, to be honest, it was a good promo because I had no idea what the fucking the test of strengths were we talked about earlier until this promo. So he got the points across what I needed to know. So thank you. See, that's what we need. Someone to make me understand what the fuck is going on. Common sense people. See how easy it is, 2016 writers? Because all those tests of strengths I just talked about in the first promo, the tug is war, human chain, and bench press, I didn't know what the fuck they were until Ron Bass actually said those in the promos. Black Bart versus Josh Stroud. How many fucking cowboy gimmicks do we need? Black Bart, Ron Bass, and fucking on bar Sam Houston. That's three in one fucking organization. No, why don't we just go ahead and put them all together? It's on the same night. I mean, I guess go ahead and put fucking Dusty Rhodes in there too. Isn't that basically a fucking cowboy gimmick? 
Yeah, he basically comes off as a Southern cowboy. Or is he just a fucking redneck? Uh, No, I'd go a little bit more with the Southern redneck. I mean, he wore cowboy boots a lot, but he didn't come out in a hat and a vest and all that shit very often. I don't know if he ever came out in a vest, but... Uh, No, not really. Magnum TA is back. Same promo as before, but basically this time he was pissed the fuck off. Promo with Nikita and Ivan. They just did a rebuttal for Magnum. Baron Von Rusky versus Rocky King. Yeah, I saved my bathroom break for this one. Yeah, I think I saw, I saw this. That. I was like, it's time to get pissed. Yeah. yeah, I think I saw this match in WCCW. Thank God this match was over quick. <laughs> Thank God Flair is here. <laughs> well, this show was going downhill. So I think that, but Dusty basically told Flair to go up there and save the show. Uh, Flair went out there and put everyone over. Heels and baby faces, Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, even the Rock and Roll Express with their training bra wearing fans. I might not like you, but you are what's happening in this business. That is what's called best for business. If you have a belt, even if you're a heel, you got put over. These fuckers are good. They have to be. That's why you're here, because you're a champion. Then Flair went on to explain. He went on to explain, but you're not me, Dusty, and you're not me, Garvin. So <laughs> then he went on and he opened up Space Mountain to all girls who are 18 and over. So there you go, Dusty. Yeah, um, it was a great program. Yeah, it was. I mean, he put everybody over and then he opened up the doors to everybody who was 18 and over. So there you go. And then the match ended with the uh, well. The show ended with the main event, which was the Horseman for um, Arn and Tully versus Italian Stallion and Don Cronodo. This wasn't bad for a mid card job or main event. Uh, however, I think Arn botched the finish. Both Arn and Tully sold for bad guys. Well, they sold for both guys, so it was way better than I thought it should be. Uh. You know, it was a decent match. At least they sold. Yeah, I mean, it was entertaining. Overall, it was a, eh. Yeah, it, was a decent. it definitely wasn't. It was okay. Not the greatest match. Not the greatest show. It was what it was. I think I, I think one thing they could have done was at least have like two names wrestle each other once in a while. They, they but, should do that. Yeah. They, they should have at least one major match to end the show with. Yeah. Um, has Ric Flair been in the ring except for the Ronnie Garvin incident? <laughs> no, he comes out and runs a great promo and it's entertaining but I mean you got the world champion but he is a little busy yeah we're out there every week yeah Space Mountain doesn't run itself yeah so but I believe two hours is long enough 
So you people should be happy with that. We're caught up. Um, as far as I know, that's everything. We're caught up on two weeks of wrestling, two weeks of news. Uh, one little last bit of news, I guess we'll end on a bad note. Um, best wishes go out to Bret Hart. He has, uh, he announced that he has prostate cancer and he will be having surgery soon. So best of luck goes out to Bret. This has been a bad fucking year already. So, uh, if it's early enough, then yeah. Hopefully they get it out of there. My dad had uh, prostate cancer, and I was like, hey, you have prostate cancer. And dad was like, oh, shit. And, like, the next week, he it was over. He had early detection, though. So who knows if Bret Hart has early detection or not. So unless the we have breaking news, which I doubt because every time Scott finds breaking news, he just goes off the wall here. Well, I'm about to. Sideshow Collectibles has an alien versus predator alien girl. It's fucking atrocious. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It's fucking terrible, fucking wank bullshit crap. Like the first picture, I was like, man, not so bad. And then I kept clicking and it just got worse. Nope, that's it. No no news unless somebody else got injured. Nope, that's it. Okay, so um, still no news from Dan, so I think he's retired. So that will be it. So thanks for listening. Um, if you have – actually remember that um, Scott and Paul show at gmail.com. Scott will read your news comments and letters and stuff because I'm not going to. We don't know why you people listen. We imagine it's because you have nothing else better to do. I'm just trying to figure out how to get this fuck shit to work. I'm trying to type you a message. It worked last week and that won't. Alright. Thanks for listening. Bye.